Hi guys, welcome back to Anything Goes. I'm Emma Chamberlain, your host. And I, Emma Chamberlain, am the host of the podcast Anything Goes. And welcome back. I have recorded the intro to this podcast 15 times because every time I record it, it, it feels awkward. And I think the reason why is because I decide to say my full name every time I record the intro. And I hate saying my full name. It makes me so uncomfortable for some reason. It just feels super unnatural. But I feel inclined to do it in the intro of these podcasts because it makes things feel professional. It makes things feel official. And I crave that, you know, that legitimacy, right? Because a lot of the things I do in my career are very casual. And every once in a while, I like a little bit of profesh. I like a little bit of the sophisticated professional feeling to come from my content. Um, And it never works. And there's a reason why. And so I'm just going to stop trying to force a fancy intro in the beginning of each of these episodes. You guys don't care. And you know what you're listening to. And on that note, welcome back to Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain. I am Emma Chamberlain. And thank you for listening. You know what? That one actually felt kind of good. This episode of Anything Goes is presented by Azo Vaginal Health Products. Azo offers an entire line of products designed to help balance your vaginal pH and protect your vaginal health. Save 20% with promo code PODCAST on azoproducts.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. When you want someone compatible, start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. Like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing day. I am going to be talking about traveling today. I'm going to be talking about vacations today. I'm going to be talking about my favorite vacation destinations, my least favorite vacation destinations, what I think makes a good vacation, some memories, some stories, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason why I'm dedicating an episode to travel is because I'm not going to lie, I miss it. And I have kind of a love-hate relationship with traveling because I like the idea of traveling a lot more than I like actually traveling. And I always envy people who are always traveling. They're always going different places and, and that like they seem emotionally stable while they're traveling, right? They they almost seem like they thrive more while they're traveling. I envy those people because I'm so the opposite. 
I like traveling and I do enjoy it, but I do actually genuinely get homesick. And I also am like super impatient. And when you're traveling, you need to be really patient, you know, because number one, there's like a learning curve with being in a new place, whether that's dealing with um, another language that maybe you're unfamiliar with or, you know, you have to sit on a plane for a long time, stuff like that. I'm not a very patient person and traveling requires a lot of patience. I also get anxious when I travel because I worry about what's going on at home and I feel so far away that I I feel out of control. I'm like, if something happens to my house, if like my house burns down and I'm out of town, like, and my cats are in there and like, who's going to save my cats? That's the type of shit I think about when I'm traveling. Um, So I have a love-hate relationship with it, right? Because there's, you know, those kind of rough elements, but also I love it because number one, I get to experience new things, new places. It tends to reset my mind in a way Um, It makes me feel refreshed and rejuvenated when I travel. It makes me appreciate wherever I live at that time. There's so many pros and cons to traveling. Um, And I have a love-hate relationship with it. But right now I'm missing it a lot. And I know that there's like a way that I could safely travel if I wanted to. But traveling right now just doesn't feel the same. Because even if you do it safely, you do a road trip or, you know, You know, even if you travel on an airplane, you just do it safely and you quarantine and do all that proper stuff. Yes, you can do it safely and there are ways to do it. It's just hard because it doesn't feel the same. And because of that, I just haven't done a lot of traveling this year because it's just a lot, you know, there's a lot more effort. And also like, it doesn't feel right to me. It's hard for me to like, do it. And I mean, I have a little bit here and there always safely, but it's like, it just hasn't felt right this year. You know what I mean? So I'm missing it a lot. And I know that the grass is always greener and it's like, you know what? I should just appreciate this time at home right now and try to find the silver lining in it and just appreciate it. But listen, I'm, I'm nostalgic of my traveling days. I want to talk about some of my favorite destinations. I want to talk about some of my least favorite, we can reminisce, I can give you some recommendations, and we go from there. Okay, I'm going to start out the episode with my favorite vacations that I've been on, at least that I can remember, because I, I was like, I literally can't remember where I've been. Like, I'm not kidding, I don't remember, and it's not like, oh, I've been to so many places that I forgot. I No, it's not that. It's literally the fact that I have the worst fucking memory on the planet. And I literally had to call my parents and ask them where I have been because they remember better than me and they are 30 years older than me. Worrisome. But these are the ones I can remember that I like remember really loving um, throughout my whole life. So let's just get right on into it. My first favorite vacation is actually one of my more recent ones, and it was Joshua Tree. I did a little road trip to Joshua Tree during the summer, and it was nice because it's in California, so it wasn't a super long drive. Joshua Tree is a desert in California, and I love it. And let me tell you why. Number one, the atmosphere. There's a cute little town that feels homey. There's a bunch of cute little thrift stores, a bunch of cute little dinery style restaurants. And it just feels like a quiet town. You know, you feel secluded from 
the rest of the world. And I love that feeling. But also just being in a desert environment is so great because there's just wide open spaces all around you. And that's something I really like for some reason. Maybe it's because I live in a big city. I don't know. But I love just being in a place that's just wide open. That just makes me feel so relaxed. Um, There's Joshua Tree National Park, which is a national park. And if you're into that stuff, great. Personally, I don't enjoy touristy activities. So I avoid national parks. And that is a personal issue. Um, I bet if I went to Joshua Tree National Park, I would enjoy it more than anything. Uh, I think I just always feel like I'm going to be bored. And that absolutely is not the way to think of life or any kind of activity. But I tend to avoid national parks. So I don't know about the national park. I've heard amazing things. But what I did was I rented an Airbnb and a few of my friends safely went to Joshua Tree and just hung out at our Airbnb for the weekend. And it was great. We didn't even really leave the Airbnb. As long as you bring enough food to survive the weekend, just being in the desert is exciting. And I can't explain why, but it's exciting. You just feel like you can be as loud as you want. You can play music as loud as you want. You can have all the doors open. It it feels like you're in your own world because the desert is so big. And so that's kind of what my friends and I did. We cooked. We, you know, went in a pool. It was great. Not to mention the architecture in Joshua Tree is really cool. Like the houses, there's a lot of really amazing houses to rent there. And they all kind of have a similar style. A lot of them are very simple, desert, modern, chic. And I love that. Like, I just love that. It's like they feel super futuristic. It feels like you're in an episode of Black Mirror. You truly feel like you're in another world. Anyway, Joshua Tree for me is a 10 out of 10. Great California vacation, great desert vacation, very fun, would recommend. Another great vacation may seem obvious, but it's Paris. And let me tell you, growing up, everybody used to tell me, Emma, Paris is like the best place on the planet. And I'm the type of person where I'm like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I get it now. Paris is one of my favorite places on the planet. I love it because it's like a city and it's kind of rustling and bustling, but it's also weirdly quiet at the same time. It's like, I feel like the city kind of goes to sleep at night. And obviously you can go out and you can club if you want, but it it still feels quiet at night and it feels peaceful in the morning. And it's not like New York City where you're like, this shit never ends. No, it's like during the day, Yes, it's rustling and bustling, but the city does go to sleep. And I like that about it. Also, the architecture is amazing. I mean, there's so many beautiful things to look at there. Like the beauty never ends in Paris. It's every building is beautiful. Every food that you eat is beautiful and delicious. Amazing fresh food in Paris. Amazing coffee in Paris. But everything you look at there is like beautiful. The only part about being in France that I felt bad about was that I'm really fucking stupid and I can only speak English. And I know that that's probably frustrating for them because I am so bad at other languages that I can't even remotely speak another language. So I just feel like I was probably a nuisance. Um, 
because of that. And I did genuinely feel bad. But besides that, amazing. France is one of those places that I feel like you can't go wrong. Uh, It's just amazing. The coffee's so good. The food is so good. It's just like unbelievable. And also like it's one of those places you go and you just feel elegant. You know what I mean? There's something so elegant about it. Everything is so grandiose and um, it's just unreal. So France in Paris, Paris specifically, I've never been anywhere else in France, but Paris is truly bay. And I get why everybody says this is a must go. You know what I mean? It makes sense. It's very much talked about for a reason. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. When you want someone compatible, start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. Like a six foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. This episode is brought to you by Dove. I'm messy. I'm a messy girl. And when you're as messy as I am, you need a deodorant that doesn't mess around. Enter Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Its lightweight formula is super powered with vitamin B3 to reinforce your skin's natural odor defenses while providing new levels of skincare for your underarms, keeping you feeling fresh whatever your day throws at you. Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Learn more at dove.com. My third vacation is the coast of Maine in the United States. Um, Maine is one of the more underrated summer vacations, in my opinion. I've been going to Maine every summer since I was 10, and I love it. I feel like not a lot of people go to Maine and that might be totally ignorant of me to say, but I haven't met a lot of people that travel there or have even been there. And it's fucking incredible during the summer. I've been there during the winter. It's freezing cold. It's still beautiful and amazing during the winter, but I'm more talking about the summer. Um, Maine in the summer is amazing. The water there is a little bit cold. I'll tell you that. It's not like you're going on some sort of tropical Bahamas vacation, but I like that about it. When you want to get in the ocean in Maine, yeah, it's going to be cold, but it's like an adventure, you know? If you wanted to get into one of the quarries or swimming holes or lakes, it might be freezing cold, yes. But that's because you're right next door to Canada, okay? And you should expect it to be cold. But I like that about it. It's like an adventure, you know? And there's so much amazing nature. And that's like what makes a good vacation for me a lot of the times not always, but a lot of the times, it's like a lot of nature because I don't live in nature. So going to a place that has a bunch of trees is amazing to me. And Maine definitely has that. Um, I've really only been to the coast of Maine, but I bet there's other areas that are amazing. Um, But I'm mainly talking about all of the kind of beach towns in Maine. Another reason why I love it is because Everything feels very mom and pop, at least in the town that I used to go to. Everything feels very 
small business. It's like you, it, everything's very, it doesn't feel very commercial. You know what I'm saying? Like you go to a cute little general store that looks like it's been there for fucking 200 years, okay? You go to an ice cream shop, you feel like that ice cream shop has been there for the past 800 years and they've been using the same fucking ice cream scoop for the past 14 decades. Everything feels real and like it has a story and I I really like that about Maine is that there's a lot of vintageness. So not a word, but like, I don't know. There's just like a lot of cool history. Like it's just... Like, you know, and you can see it in the buildings. You know what I mean? Like, uh, everything feels like you're traveling back in time in a way. Feels kind of old timey. That's not to say, not all areas of Maine are like this, but the area I used to go to was very much like this. I also like the vibe of being in a beach town where, you know, there's a bunch of fishermen hanging out at the general store eating, you know, their bacon and eggs. And it's just like, it feels cool and it's such a different environment for me. So I love it. Um, it also feels very small town vibe. So it's like, you know, you get to know the kids in the neighborhood when you stay there and you get to know the other kids that are vacationing there. And, you know, it's just an amazing thing. So Maine is great. There's cute little islands you can travel to. You can take a kayak out. You can take a paddleboard out. And you know that you're going to get some good old peace and quiet in a cute little fisherman town. And there's nothing better than that for me. Also, I love general stores. You know you're in a good vacation spot when there's a general store. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, a general store is like a cute little store that looks like it's from the 1950s that has kind of like everything a CVS would have, except... It's a lot cuter because the store looks like it's from the 1950s. That is my aesthetic. I would kill for that aesthetic and I love that aesthetic. So Maine is an amazing place and I'd really recommend it. Um, another one is Hawaii. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Shut up, Emma. We know Hawaii is amazing. It really is though. I love Hawaii so much and I love it because it's just always fun. Like I swear to God, you can go to Hawaii at any time of the year and have an amazing vacation the ocean is warm. The food is good. The coffee is good. You literally can't go wrong. And listen, I'm not a huge fan of staying at some sort of crazy big resort, but I swear my one exception is in Hawaii. Like, I don't like the idea of staying at a resort, hotel, that type of thing. I hate that. I used to love it when I was a kid. I hate it now just because I feel like it's so... I don't know. I shouldn't hate it because it's like, that's just so fucked up for me to say. Like, whatever. It's because it's like, what are, what, what are resorts doing wrong? But I would just rather like stay at a cute little Airbnb somewhere and like rent out somebody's house who like actually lives there and like really feel like I'm a part of where I'm staying. You know what I'm saying? I prefer that now that I'm older. But in Hawaii, though, you can't go wrong. You could literally stay anywhere and you're going to have like the best time of your life. Um... It's just like a tropical dream. And the people there are so fucking nice. Like, I swear to God, the nicest people on the planet, really. And such great fresh food. Ah, and the pineapple is so good. Like, there's something about the pineapple in Hawaii. Everybody who's been to Hawaii and who has had the pineapple knows that their, their pineapple hits different. 
I love Hawaii. Good people, good beach, like good vacation that you just can rely on. Like you just cannot go wrong with Hawaii. I have been to Maui twice. Obsessed. I like would go there right now if it was up to me. Okay, my next place is another this is a controvert. Okay. I'm going to say New York because I love going to New York. I really do. Like I've, I've had so many great trips to New York and there was a long period of time there where I wanted to move there, but I don't want to move there anymore. I don't think I'm ever going to live there actually. Um, but I, I'm really learning to appreciate it as a, as a vacation. Right. Um, even though sometimes New York can be tough, and I'll get into it. Like, it's one of my favorite vacation spots, but yet it can actually be tough. And I'll explain. So I love it because it truly is a 24-7 party. Like, it when they say the city never sleeps, they're not lying. It's like constantly fun. You can walk out onto the street at four in the morning to go get a snack from a little corner store and it's gonna you're gonna meet a friend. Like, there's something fun about that. You know what I mean? It's not like... The city just never sleeps, and I like that about it. I also like how many amazing restaurants and how many amazing clothing stores and how many amazing things there are to do there. Like, there's so many things to do there that you can never actually get bored. That's another great thing. But it's it's not somewhere that I think I can live because after traveling there enough times, I started to realize how exhausting it is. It's real. It's hard to get yourself around, you know, like... I'm somebody that like struggles with taking the subway. I've actually never done it in New York because I think it would make me too anxious. Um, and that is totally, again, a personal problem. I bet the subway is not even that hard to use, but I'm genuinely afraid of trying it. So I always like take taxis around and that's very stressful. It's kind of a walking city. Like I feel like, you know, you're going to want to walk around a lot there because there's a lot of traffic. It's kind of crazy. Um, but like getting around can be kind of tough. But also it is exhausting because it's so like awake 24 seven. It's like by the end of your trip there, you're like, damn, like I need a two week nap. I slept five hours total the whole time I was here. I'm ready for a nap. But it's exciting. It's exciting. Like there's so there's like no limit to what you can do while you're there. There's so many things to see. There's endless touristy things to do, but also endless fun hole in the wall restaurants and stores and stuff like that that you can find. It has the best of every world. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know Hannah Montana is the best of both worlds, but in this case, it's literally the best of every world because it's like there's so many different things. Like there's, you know, Times Square that's like rustling and bustling, but then you have like, you know, a cute little hole in the wall restaurant that's just delicious. But then you also have, you know, cool, um, trendy stores that are like fun. But then you also have like cool thrift stores. But then you also have like, it, there's everything there. It's a great place to go when you're feeling like, wow, my life has been dull recently. Go to New York and you will no longer feel dull. You'll get actually like, it, it will like make you want to be dull again. And that's kind of a nice thing. But also I feel like if you lived in New York, you'd figure out like a good, you know, routine where there's some serenity in it. Um, maybe, but I'm more talking about vacay. Okay. So, but I love New York and I, 
will never move there, but I do enjoy going there. My next vacation that I liked is super random, but I really like Arizona. I know it's, it's random. It's not, I guess it's not that random, but like not a lot of people, like a lot of people have mixed reviews on Arizona. When I tell people I like Arizona, it's always, the room is split. Half the people are like, Emma, what the fuck are you talking about? And then the other half are like, no, I get it. Like, I love it too. I like it because it's so chill. Like, it is so chill. It's like kind of boring, but that's what I like about it. And they have Dutch Bros, which is this really fun drive through coffee slash um, energy drink shop. And they have them all over Arizona. And I love Dutch Bros. You just drive there at like any hour of the day and you can get a really decent coffee or energy drink and the people who work at Dutch Bros are so nice and it's just simple like I feel like Arizona is simple and it's also kind of deserty right depending on where you are um and there's a bunch of wide open spaces it's also kind of a fun place to be social like there's a lot of kind of crazy restaurants and stuff like that um that are a little bit tacky if you will maybe but they're fun because it's like a party. There's something about Arizona that just gives me party vibes. And even though I'm 19 and I, you know, it's like, oh, Emma, what the fuck do you know about that? Well, shut up. Because it's like, there's something fun about it. And it, and it might be a little, it might be a little bit touristy. It might be a little bit tacky, if you will. But like a little trip to Scottsdale. Is that where I went? Did I go to Scottsdale? Fuck, I don't know. I don't know where the fuck I went, but I think I was in Scottsdale. It, it really could have been anywhere. I have no fucking idea. But a little trip to Scottsdale or wherever the fuck I, I traveled to, there's something charming about it and I really can't put a finger on it. Um, And it's so like different from everything else that I mentioned because it's a lot, it is a little bit more commercial. It's not as much small town vibes. I mean, there probably are absolutely some small town vibes in Arizona, but it doesn't really give off that vibe as much, at least from my experience. But there's something fun about it. It just feels like a party and I love it. I love the tacky restaurants. I love the like, you know, kind of saloon looking restaurants. It's just fun. And I also love desert environments. I really love desert vacations because it's truly one of the more relaxing types of vacations that you can go on, in my opinion. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but I really like it. And I don't know, Arizona. I don't, I, I don't know. I like it. Oh, I went to Sedona. Okay, I went to Sedona when I went to Arizona. And I loved it. Like, okay, it's like you can go on like little Jeep tours and you can do stuff like that. I also went to Phoenix. Phoenix was fun too. I think I also went to Scottsdale. I've been to quite a few places in Arizona, but it's like nice. It's, it's fun. You know, it's like, it's deserty and there's some real gems in there. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Who doesn't wish they had a little bit more time? But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how do we even use it? I feel like if I had an extra hour every day, I would spend it, well, I'd like to say I'd spend it meditating, deep breathing, self-reflecting, but I would probably be using it on my phone. And I know that that's cliche, but it's true. 
It's good to sit down and think about what's important and make it a priority. And therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can work with you to define your values and understand your priorities so you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you'll always be wishing for more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash anything. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is supported by H&R Block. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a Block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season is better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Okay, and last but not least, my last vacation recommendation that I can think of right now is Lake Tahoe in California. Um, Lake Tahoe is unreal, okay? I so growing up in California, um, Lake Tahoe was a very big vacation spot for a lot of the kids that went to school with me because it's a big, beautiful lake about four hours away, and it's great for things like Fourth of July, et cetera, et cetera. Or if you're into like skiing and all that stuff, I think they have, you know, ski lifts or whatever. Like fuck, I don't know, but. It's just great. I, I went during the summer twice with, I always went with friends. Like I always had friends bring me to their Tahoe houses because I didn't have a Tahoe house. Um, but I just think it's amazing. I think, I mean, I haven't been to a lot of lakes in my life, so I don't know how Lake Tahoe compares, but I mean, it's unreal. Like the water is crystal clear and it's also not salt water, which I know is probably common for lakes. But I remember when I found this out, I was mind blown because you go in the water and you don't come out all salty and gross. You come out and you feel clean. It's amazing. Um, the water is a little bit cold in Lake Tahoe, but you get used to it and you can take boats out. You can take jet skis out. It's just like a fun lake town, you know, and there's so Lake Tahoe is massive. So there's so many different towns around it and I've been to two or three of them and I've liked all of them so I don't think you can really go wrong Lake Tahoe is a great California lake and I would really recommend it um it's just great although I did hear something about how there's like 300 dead bodies at the bottom of Lake Tahoe because it's extremely deep um from some sort of like historical they're like it's something many years ago happened and they dumped a bunch of dead bodies in there and they're just like frozen at the bottom of Lake Tahoe. So um, I don't know if that's true. I read an article about it. That is just something that I saw. Uh, I don't know if it's true, but regardless, amazing lake and so fun. Although one time I took a jet ski out in Lake Tahoe and I got, the lake is massive. Okay. It's like massive, massive, like miles and miles and miles and miles and miles along. 
and I took a jet ski out by myself and got fucking lost on the lake and I couldn't figure out where the dock was so I was just like jet skiing around for like an hour and I only rented this jet ski mind you for an hour so I'm like definitely going overtime and I'm jet skiing around for about an hour trying to find where my dock was but all the docks look the same and I'm so far out that I didn't even know where the fuck I was so I literally had to find someone who was a family I found a family that was in a boat and I was like can you guys please call my mom um so then I had this family call my mom from the lake from the middle of the lake and then my mom called the family that I was staying with and then they sent someone out to find me um and I was bawling my eyes out I thought I was going to die and I lost all jet ski privileges for the rest of the trip mind you I was like 16 so I definitely had no reason to be like getting lost and crying like that seems very toddler-esque of a thing to do but traumatizing either way Lake Tahoe great vacation great restaurants great time 10 out of 10 um loved it okay so next I'm going to talk about some of my not so great vacations and also talk about some things that I don't like in a vacation if that makes sense like what makes a bad vacation for me question mark I'm going to talk about it so I'm going to start out with my bad vacations that I've been on. Um, the first place I went that I didn't really like was Orlando, Florida. I went there for a social media convention back in the day. And the reason why I didn't like it was because uh, it was it it felt like everything was Disney World. Do you know what I mean? Like everything was so built up. There was just malls and Disney worlds and you know different everything was so touristy to a point where it was almost scary like I, I think I have an issue with like really really touristy places like let's say what's like a good example that like everybody would know I think Orlando Florida is a perfect example it's like there's like a just massive cheesecake factory and there's just like a massive like McDonald's and like a massive um, shopping mall and like a massive amusement park. And like all when when that's what a whole vacation vacation destination is, I, I just don't like it because it doesn't feel real. And I think for me, as I'm getting older, traveling is less about feeling like I'm in some sort of dream world of monopoly businesses. That's even what is a monopoly business? Okay, I think I think I might have used that term actually correctly. I don't like when everything feels like it's a commercial. Do you know what I'm saying? Where it's like I'm just it's just a bunch of chain restaurants, a bunch of chain companies, a bunch of like big big businesses and like that's it. And that's how I felt when I was in Orlando, Florida. I was like, "Okay, we have Disney World, we have big shopping malls, we have big hotels. Everything's big and everything feels fake to me and I hate it." So not a huge fan of Orlando, Florida. Um, I, I just didn't like it. And I don't think I'd go there again if it was up to me. I'm also not a huge fan of like resorts, like big resorts. And I said that earlier, but I don't like it because I feel like 
sometimes when you're in a big resort, it can take you away from like the real hidden gems in the place that you're staying. And I don't know. I just, I think that there's something fun about it, actually exploring around the place that you're staying and not just like being in a resort. You know what I mean? Like go out and explore. I, I don't know. But I also get that like resorts can be fun and some people are totally about that and I get it. I'm not judging at all. But just for me personally, I just don't like it. It's It feels fake to me and I can't shake that feeling. Um, another place that I didn't really like was Las Vegas and it's a similar vibe. It's like everything is very built up. Everything is very big and bright and shiny and commercially and monopoly e. I don't know that I'm, you get what I'm saying. It's like a bunch of big fucking major businesses plopped all into one place. The other thing about Las Vegas I didn't like was that there's really nothing for me to do because I don't gamble and I don't think I'm even legally allowed to anyway. I just didn't find that there was a lot for me to do in Las Vegas because it's like a lot of the activities there are just not things that I enjoy doing. I don't know. And even like the, the, I mean, it's, I think it can be fun on a special occasion. Like I can see it being fun, but there's something about it that just like feels a little bit scary to me and I like can't pinpoint it. So I'm not a huge fan of Las Vegas. I don't know if I'd go there again, but I also could see like an opportunity where somebody was like, weekend trip in Vegas, like let's go crazy. And go to a crazy shopping mall and eat at these fancy restaurants with like, you know, performances happening simultaneously. Like I could see that being fun for like a weekend trip, but it's not something I'm going to seek out again. Um, I also don't think it's something I'm going to enjoy until I'm legally allowed to drink alcohol. So yeah, I am not a huge fan of Vegas. It just feels very fake to me as well. I think that that might be a reoccurring theme here. I don't really like places that feel like one big amusement park. I feel like Las Vegas and Orlando, Florida are both like that. It just feels like you're in one big amusement park. I'd so much rather find a hidden gem somewhere and like make that place feel like home for a week. You know what I mean? That's kind of more what I like. I don't know. That's just my vibe, especially now that I'm older. But I'm not going to lie, though. When I was younger... Going on a trip that wasn't a resort or an amusement park did not sound like a trip to me. And it's so funny how you get older and you learn to like appreciate the beauty of traveling somewhere that's maybe a small town or something and like making yourself at home there. There's something so amazing about that and like enjoying peace and quiet. But when you're younger, you're like, no, I want to ride roller coaster. I want to eat at a big cheesecake factory. And I want to go to the gift store and the gift shop. Like you want that. And even some people when they're older want that. But like, I just feel like I can't, I can't do it anymore because it almost feels dark to me. And I know that that sounds like really weird, but there's something dark about it to me and I can't put a finger on it. Like Las Vegas to me gives me this weird energy because it feels so manufactured and I like, it, it scares me. I can't put a finger on it. Please tell me I'm not the only one. But like, it, it, I'm not saying that I couldn't appreciate it if I went and like just appreciated it for what it was. But I'm just saying that like in general, that's what deters me from that type of vibe. The type of 
one big amusement park city vibe, you know? I don't know. Okay, next I'm going to tell you some interesting vacation stories. Um, I don't know if they're going to be interesting, but you can be the judge. So one time I was in Dallas, Texas, and I was actually there for a cheer competition, so I guess it wasn't really a vacation, but I consider that to be a vacation because even though I was there for a cheer competition, it still feels like a vacation to me. But I decided to stay at a hotel, and I'm not going to say what hotel it is because I don't know if they could sue me, although I feel like I could sue them for this, um, but I'm just not going to say their name because I don't like legal battles. I'm not like really that into that definitely not mentally stable enough for that either but I get to the hotel and it's a it's a nice chain hotel right and I get into bed and I'm exhausted because I just sat on a plane all day um I'm tired I just want to get some rest so I get in bed and I take a nap and I wake up and there's something poking me in the leg and so I lift up the sheets and I see I'm like groggy too because I like just woke up from a nap and I'm like what the fuck is going on and I thought it could have been like a feather like you know how if you're sleeping with like a down pillow or something um there can be feathers poking out of it or whatever even though I feel like flower not although I feel like feather pillows are something that seem outdated to me like I, I can't believe that that still exists it's so random to me but also maybe there's like something good about them that I'm not seeing but anyway I thought it was like a feather or something. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell, but something was poking me in the leg. So I lift up the sheet and I have like a full on scratch on my leg and something had been cutting me while I was sleeping. And I look on the mattress and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I start feeling through the mattress and I see, I push down on the mattress and a needle pops through the fitted sheet. And I call my mom over and I'm like, uh, mommy, yeah, I still call her mommy. Shut up. What the fuck is this? She comes over. She's like, uh, I don't know. So we remove the fitted sheet from the mattress and we pull out a fucking hypodermic needle. And if you don't know what a hypodermic needle is, I can kind of explain it to you. It's like if you were to inject something into like your vein, like it's a medical thing that can also be abused. Like you could use them to inject drugs um and stuff like that and it seemed to be clean like it wasn't a dirty needle it didn't look like it anyway but it was in the bed my mom immediately freaks out because this had left a cut on my leg that had open it was an open wound and my mom was like emma you could get really sick from this we need to go to the hospital right now so we go to a hospital that is actually connected to my hotel which is weirdly perfect it's almost like meant to be um but we go in there and we're like uh this is what happened like what the fuck do we do and they're like okay well you need to get tested for all of these illnesses for the next year um because even though you know like there's no way to know like there's no way to know if you got sick from this needle because a lot of illnesses take time to show up. So you're going to need to get tested for the next year um, to find out if you have any of these like needle born Ill illnesses, whatever uh, blood born illnesses, fuck blood born illnesses. Um, and so my mom was a fucking, my mom and I both were a wreck for the next year 
getting me tested every few months for all these different diseases that I could have possibly gotten from this needle. Thank God. I am so grateful. I never got sick from it. Um, I was totally fine, but super bizarre, very bizarre. So that was that. Another fun story I have is from one time when I went to Paris and I was there for fashion week and your sleep schedule gets really fucked up when you travel to Europe because I mean, especially if you're coming from the United States, because it's probably going to be anywhere from, you know, 12 to, well, I guess probably like five to 12 hours. But for me, it's 12 hours to get to Paris. So my sleep schedule is always bad when I get there. And so I remember one time I was awake all night and I decided I would take a walk by myself at night. Terrible fucking idea. The awful idea. Like if my, I don't even think my mom knows that I did this. If she, she would be so fucking mad at me if she knew. Um, but I went on a walk and I was just listening to music and whatever. And my phone starts dying. And I remember I'm like, okay, I don't know how to get home. <laughs> and if my phone dies, I'm fucked because there was like no one around. So I'm in like comfy clothes. I start jogging. My phone's just going from like three to two to one. I'm at 1%. I'm following the map. I'm still probably like, you know, a five minute walk away. Now I know that that doesn't seem that scary, but I'm like, number one, I can't read street signs. I can't memorize street signs. Number two, nobody is out right now. So if I get lost, like, am I going to have to knock on someone's fucking front door? I don't know what to do. I also, I don't speak French. So if I just pull a random person off of the side of the road and say, hey, can you help me? Chances are they're not even going to know what I'm saying, possibly. I mean, they probably, they might. I mean, I don't know, but like they might not. And so I could be very fucked here. This story is extremely anticlimactic because I got back to my hotel. My phone was at 1%. The brightness was all the way down. I made it back, but I literally, my heart was beating for the rest of the evening. Um, and I was so like jazzed up that I never actually went to bed that night. And I ended up waking up the next day and, well, I didn't actually wake up. Sorry. I ended up living the entire next day on zero hours of sleep. And I've never felt more ill in my life. Um, if I would have just forced myself to go to bed and instead of going on the walk that I went on, I would have had a great day in Paris. Everything would have been fine and dandy and I wouldn't have had 15 shots of espresso um, throughout the day. So that was that. Okay, anyway... I probably have more interesting traveling stories, but I'd really have to rack my brain. And as I said earlier, we're dealing with the person with the worst memory on the planet. Like I have terrible, terrible memory. So I'm really going to have to call everybody I know and ask them if they have any funny stories that they remember because those were the only two I have. So the last thing we're going to be talking about is my dream vacations. These are the places that I really want to go really bad and I don't know, I just want to share. 
Number one, south of France. It just looks unbelievable. I mean, it's like summery vibes, it looks like. The architecture is unbelievable. I already love Paris, so I feel like the south of France would be unbelievable. So that's a big one. Second one is British Columbia, Canada. This might seem random, but I remember one time in like 2015, I saw a vine actually, little TBT to vine. But some girl who lives in British Columbia made this vine, this like cute little aesthetic vine of her home in British Columbia. And ever since then, I've wanted to go because it's like woodsy and quiet and beautiful. And I was like, wow, I want to be there. It looks cold. Like I just want to get a little cute cabin in British Columbia and not leave that cabin for a week. Preferably with at least one other person because I think I would go crazy by myself um, not leaving a cabin for a week. Although kind of, well, I guess, I don't know, but it sounds unbelievable. I feel like it's like my dream is to get a little cabin in British Columbia with one or more other people so that I don't lose my mind and we just make warm soups and warm tea the whole time. I want that. Number three is Switzerland. I saw a TikTok once of somewhere in Switzerland. The water there is so blue. There's a bunch of green plants and hills and it just looked unreal. And I mean, I don't know anything about Switzerland. I've never done any research, but all I needed to see was one artsy TikTok of Switzerland to sell me. I was like, this is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. So that definitely... um, that's definitely on the list. Number four is London. I've never been to London, but I've just heard such great things. Like it sounds like it's just so fun and it sounds like it's beautiful. And I mean, I've seen photos. It looks beautiful. I just like the vibe of like a foggy European vacay. Like I love that. And I feel like London very much gives me that vibe. Um, Also, I'm very interested in the food in London because I feel like the food in London, it's very interesting. Like I, I don't really know what kind of food, I mean, I know they probably have like whatever, but like what is English food like, you know? What is British food like, I wanna know. Is London in England? Oh my God, I'm a fucking idiot. Wait, what's the difference between, okay, there's London, England, and there's Britain. Wait, I don't get it. See, I'm fucking, I'm dumb. Like don't, if, okay, I'm sorry. London, England. So is it in, wait, what? I don't get it. So then what's United Kingdom? Wait, I don't get how this works because wait, so is it, where's England? Wait, no, that is England. Oh my God. I'm so, guys, I'm sorry. I'm not, I only went to, I didn't, I didn't go to college. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know if going to college that would have helped me with this, to be honest. Uh, okay, I don't really understand um, how this works. I don't understand how the map of the United Kingdom works. But I just want to know more about food in London and England in general. So, um, oh, England and United Kingdom are not the same. I don't get it. Okay, I have some friends who live in London and I'm literally going to ask them tomorrow how the fuck, how the fuck the map works because I'm trying to figure out like, okay, is like, what is the like, you know, I'm going to stop myself before I look too stupid. Yep, 
I'm going to stop myself before I look too stupid trying to figure out how this map works in London. It's not good for me. Um, anyway, my fifth dream vacation destination is Japan. I've, again, heard just so many amazing things. And it's just like, it would just be so fucking cool to go there and experience all the different things that there are to experience there. Like there's, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but it just, it seems like such a cool spot. Um, also like fashion wise too, you know, Japan is a very big fashion spot and I think it could be really inspiring to see the street style there and all that. I just think that'd be really fun. Uh, last but not least, New Zealand. I don't know anything about New Zealand, but one time I flew over it in a plane and it looked beautiful. So I think I'd like to go there. I know nothing about it. And those are some of my dream vacations right now. I don't really have many more. I'd love to go to the Hamptons in New York because I, I feel like that would just make me feel like a million bucks. You know what I mean? Like something about going to the Hamptons, it just, it the, the name of it, I don't even know what the Hamptons are. Is, isn't it kind of like a beach town in New York? It just seems so sophisticated. If anybody has a Hamptons house by chance, I mean, I know it's a stretch here and, but, and wants to invite me. Please let me know because I'd love to explore that experience. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so I asked you guys on the Twitter at AG Podcast to ask me questions about traveling. Maybe it could be, you know, advice, just questions. I don't know how you can ask questions about fucking traveling, but here we are trying to do it. Okay, listen, being in quarantine for this long has made me really um, for run out of things to talk about. And so me going on the Twitter and asking you guys for questions about traveling. Listen, it's it's a stretch, I know. But let's just get through this pandemic and then we can, you know, maybe I can tell some crazy stories. But unfortunately, I have no crazy stories in my life. Oh, this is a good one. Somebody said, how do you know what to pack? Okay, something that I didn't used to do when I was younger and it always used to fuck me over was I'd never actually check the weather for where I was going. So like, let's say I was going to Hawaii, which only happened once, but whatever. Let's say I was going to Hawaii. You would assume it would just be beachy summer vibes nonstop. Well, sometimes it rains in Hawaii. I wouldn't check that out before I would go. Then it would start raining in Hawaii and I'm like, wow, it would have been really nice to have packed a fucking rain jacket. So my first tip is to check the weather because it might be unpredictable and you might have something that like, you know, something might happen that you could have been more prepared for, like cold weather at night or, um, you know, a blizzard. I don't fucking know, but like just check the weather because it's very helpful. It might be an extra hot week that week. So even though you might be traveling somewhere that's normally cold, it might be a little bit warmer that week. Now you have a short sleeve shirt that you brought that you can wear, okay? Another tip I have is to have a toiletry bag that is always pre-packed. Now listen, I know that that's kind of like, if you don't travel a lot, that maybe isn't necessary. But for me, I have like a toiletry bag that has everything I need in it pre-packed at all times. Like I only pull it out when I travel. It has toothpaste, it has toothbrush, deodorant, all of that. And I know everything's in there. 
So I never am like unpacking and repacked it, repacking it. I just bought doubles of everything I use on a day-to-day basis and put it all in there so that I'd never have to like worry about forgetting my favorite deodorant. I'd never have to worry about forgetting a toothbrush, forgetting toothpaste, whatever. I know that it's always in that bag and I can rely on it, et cetera, et cetera, okay? Um, I mean, and I think just besides that, Make sure you have a good pair of sweatpants, a reliable pair of jeans, a good hoodie, a good t-shirt, and your favorite sneakers, and you'll probably be fine. I, okay, so I've been obsessed with posting on Instagram since I was in high school, which is funny because it's like, you know, I'm one of the first generations who had Instagram in high school, right? But I was obsessed with having an aesthetic Instagram even when I was you know, a freshman in high school. So if I would go on any type of trip, I would be packing so that I could look stylish every single day of that damn trip so that I could get the most Instagram photos I could possibly comprehend getting so that I could post for all of my other high school people to see. Um, Majority of them being people that I wasn't friends with or didn't really like. Um, And that's how social media works, right? So... (laughs) This was tough because I was literally packing 10 outfits for a three-day trip just so that I could get 500 Instagram photos. But that proves that I have always been a little bitch for Instagram. Like, (laughs) even before I did any of this, I was still a fucking little bitch when it came to the Instagram algorithm. I was always trying to be Pinterest from day one and that's sad it's sad that that's ingrained in me but also I guess I wouldn't want it any other way um but now that I'm getting older I'm like Emma you don't need to fucking pack 10 outfits you don't need to take Instagram photos when you're on vacation you can actually enjoy it or you can just you know pack two or three good outfits and like you know have a few days where you do that but also spend time enjoying the trip that's something I wish I would have done more when I was in high school I feel like my friends and I would go on trips and the only thing we cared about was getting photos and even if I'd go on family trips I just wanted to make it look good on social media and I didn't actually care about the trip when I was literally in high school and I didn't even do social media yet like that's sad like I was literally like just posting for like people that went to my high school my friends and family that was it and I still was like obsessed with creating this you know story of wow I'm on this amazing vacation I remember one time I went on a trip to Key West with my mom and I posted six Instagram photos in one day six and you can imagine the people in my high school were like this bitch is fucking annoying um and I guess you know it doesn't really matter it's like if I wanted to post six times on my Instagram then god damn it who's gonna stop me you know what I mean Like, it's not anybody else's business. It doesn't really fucking matter. But it was like, I was that obsessed with like posting about it that I was posting six times a day. And like, that's kind of sad. And so now that I'm older, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna just go on a trip to fucking take Instagram photos. I'm gonna go on a trip to fucking enjoy it and spend time with people that I care about. But it's crazy that at one point I used to fill my suitcase with half of my closet so that I could have a photo shoot every 20 minutes on my trip. Like, I just hate that. So I would actually recommend, if you want to know what to pack, pack light so that you're forced to live in the moment and you don't get tempted to take Instagram photos every 20 minutes. Although, 
probably for normal people, that's not a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. I, it's crazy that I used to do that. Sorry, I went off on a tangent, but um, had to talk about that little blip in time. Somebody said, do you like going to new places or familiar places? I like both. I like going to new places because, you know, it's fun to go somewhere new and have like a fully new experience. And it's kind of fun to like go into it blindly and not know what you're getting yourself into. I like that. But I also do really like going to familiar places because it kind of feels like an extension of home. And I know when I'm feeling really kind of burnt out in LA, going to a familiar place is great for me because I know what to expect. I know all my favorite places there and I can just jump right into it and start relaxing. Whereas when you go to a new place, there's like a lot of adjusting that takes place and stuff like that. And you're kind of uncomfortable because you're like, I don't know where the fuck I am. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Whereas a familiar place, you're like, I know how this shit works. So I think when you're like wanting an exciting vacation, a new place is great. But if you want a really relaxing vacation, sometimes something familiar is, is the way to go. Somebody said, where is my favorite food city? Okay, this is genuinely really hard for me. Um, Because I don't know. But I think my favorite food city would probably have to be Paris. And the reason why I say that is because everything is so fresh. Like, I don't know why, but everything is very fresh. And it doesn't feel like it's from a bottle or from the freezer. You know what I mean? Everything feels very farm to table in France. And also, I like how delicate a lot of the meals are. And, you know, I don't know. It's just a lot of really great fresh food. They also have a lot of great vegan food, which I didn't expect, but I found a lot of really cool vegan restaurants. And I just had a great time eating in Paris. Also, one of my favorite things that I ate in Paris was... I don't know where it is, but they there was a, a falafel stand. And I think they have a few of them around. But if you can find a falafel stand in Paris, you go. It's so good. It's so good. I got a fucking, it was a pita bread with falafel and a bunch of other yummy things in it with a bunch of hummus and tahini. Oh my God. And hummus, or uh Falafel is one of my favorite foods and I had one of the best ones I've ever had in Paris. I also had like amazing vegetables. Like I feel like they just cook their vegetables in the most delicate and decadent way. Like whether you're getting a salad or like a side of asparagus, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like they just do it right. Um, I also really like the food in New York, but the problem with the food in New York is that a lot of it, a lot of the yummy food options in New York are things that do not agree with my sensitive stomach. So I don't really do so well with cheese. I don't really do so well with gluten. I don't really do so well with virtually anything. Um, I have a lot of stomach issues. So going and getting a $1 slice of pizza tastes fucking unbelievable. Going and getting amazing late night New York ramen, unbelievable. Going and getting a sandwich from a bodega, unbelievable. But I am left in my hotel room with excruciating stomach pain because those foods do not work for me in my belly. So 
if I had no stomach issues, I would say New York. But Paris is, it's great. Also with Paris, oh my God, the pastries. That's my favorite part, the pastries. Unreal. They just, their pastries are, like every pastry that you get from a cafe is so good. Whereas I feel like in America, it's like you go to a, you know, you go to a, if you just decided to stroll into a random cafe, odds are the pastry is going to be half-ass. And I mean, that might just be my experience and I might be a little bit jaded, but I feel like in Paris, there's so much more homemade stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like a lot of the cafes really like make shit themselves and like they, a lot of them make their own nut milk too if you're getting a latte. It's just, oh, it's just so good. So Paris and New York, but probably Paris. Somebody said, are you a social person when you travel somewhere new? Do you like to meet people, et cetera? No, I hate that. Um, I like to go on trips with like, you know, one or more people that I know. And I like to stick with the people that I'm with. Like I kind of like to bring the social interaction to the trip, if that makes sense. Like I'd rather go on a trip with 10 of my friends that I'm maybe not even that close with and like bond with them than go out and meet new people. I hate meeting new people. It makes me anxious. I avoid it at all costs. And that's that. Although I'm never opposed to a cute little convo with somebody in a coffee shop if it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like if it happens, it happens, right? But I never seek it out. Um, I do enjoy traveling though with like my friends because, you know, we all get to bond. Also, if you have a bay, like traveling with a with Bay can be great. Like there's so many people that you can bring. It's like, why be social? You know, I don't know, but maybe that's just me. I just don't like meeting new people. Although if I was like, maybe when I get older and I can like go to bars and stuff, like maybe that would be fun, but like that could probably be really fun, but I've just never, I'm, you know, just now entering adulthood. So that answer could change as I grow up. We will see. Somebody said aisle or window seat. I am so torn on what my favorite plane seat is. Like I, I literally cannot decide if it's a, I think that I've kind of nailed my formula. Like I think I figured out my formula. If it's a long flight, aisle seat. If it's a short flight, window seat. And I'll explain. Peeing. I hate climbing over people's lap when I have to pee. I hate it. There's nothing I hate more. Even if it's somebody I know, I hate it. I just hate it. And so if I'm on a long flight, it's inevitable that I'm going to pee at least 15, 20 times. I mean, with me, it's like my bladder is tiny. So I, I think I'll seat for a long flight, but for a short flight, I choose a window seat because I do enjoy window seats. Like, I enjoy them thoroughly because I like looking out the window. I love watching the plane land. I love it. But I also just hate sitting on planes because I get really bad back pain. And so sitting on a plane makes my like sciatica and my back really bad. (laughs) Fucking TMI probably. But like I get such bad back pain on planes that I like wish I never had to fly on one again. But I also, you know, you have to sit on a plane or else you don't get anywhere. Like you can't, it's not like you can just take a fucking boat. You know what I mean? You got to do something. So anyway, I always try to sleep. Fun fact, this is kind of off topic, but 
I like to sleep on planes and usually what I do is I put down the tray table and then I lay out my sweatshirt or my jacket on the tray table and then I sleep on that kind of like I'm hunched over onto the tray table. Now, this sounds like it would be good in theory, but for some reason, when I sleep on a plane like that, I get the worst stomach pain. It is so random. And I've talked to other people about this. I'm like, do you guys get this stabbing pain? And and, and everybody's like, some people are like, yes. And some people are like, no, I don't know why it happens to me. But if I sleep hunched over on a plane, I will get excruciating stomach pain for minimum the next 12 hours. So I've had to learn how to sleep sitting right sitting straight up and it's awful. Although I did have the luxury, I've had the luxury of flying first class a few times and it is a game changer for me. Like it's such a fucking amazing experience. I literally wish that it was, um, I wish that that was the way that planes were. Like I wish that that was the way planes were because planes are painful. I don't understand people who can sit on a plane for six hours and just like be fine like it it emotionally physically destroys me for some reason um but the few times that I've flown first class I have literally laid down and immediately fallen asleep and slept the whole flight without fail every time and it's like I'm time traveling it's the closest I'll ever get to time travel and I can sleep without getting that stomach pain but that's so weird let me know if you guys have ever experienced that hunching over on your tray table, sleeping on planes causes stomach pain. Joe Rogan, someone get on this. Like, what the fuck? Somebody said, what are your travel necessities? Lip balm and a lot of it, like probably three of them. Um, Advil and Tylenol because I get headaches when I travel. A lot of moisturizing skin products, moisturizing face masks, um, you know, hydrating skin oils, hydrating facial moisturizers, like whatever the fuck hydrating products you can find, that's key. And cause I just get really dry when I'm on a plane or when I'm traveling in general, even if I'm like in a car for a long time, I feel like just the AC blowing on my face for hours or whatever makes me dry. And a little bag of nuts. I never, I usually travel with a little bag of nuts without fail. Um, just in case, you know what I mean? I'm trying to think if I have anything else. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I have any travel hacks, but I'm really not that savvy. Um, I'm excited to travel again. I'm excited to travel again. Um, as much as I think I am a homebody, actually, at my core, I still am very excited to travel again. I think traveling is good for me because it kind of gets me out of my LA rut because I get into these LA ruts where I just get so fucking uninspired and depressed here because I'm feel like I'm living in social media and I've talked about this before but it's like LA is such a YouTube Instagram influencer place there's just so many of them here and I am one of them that I get kind of depressed here because it's like it, it just feels like I'm on Instagram all day when I'm walking around. Like I, I see somebody that I know at least once a day and I hate that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's also uninspiring at times because it's like it feels like you're living in the internet when you live in LA. 
sometimes. And so I just am excited to be able to travel again in a way that feels that oh, in a way that's, you know, a little bit easier and a little bit safer and a little bit, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to explain. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Kind of random. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it anyway. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate you guys and your support. And on that note, I am manifesting health and happiness and travels to come soon for all of us. And I love you all. And if you like the podcast and you want to give it a little five stars on Apple Podcasts, head over there and do that. It really helps me out. If you want to follow the Twitter, it's at AG Podcast on Twitter. And you can kind of be a part of the episode, ask questions, do whatever. And I think that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening. I love you all so much. Thank you guys for being my besties. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.